going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 343 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Yo. And this week, we're geeking out about Star Wars. There's, there's some other stuff in there, but it's it's mostly Star Wars. It might as like well be... 80% Star Wars, yeah. Yeah. That's what happens yeah. when they have a big, big yeah. show. Uh, the Star Wars... What do they call the events? Celebration? Star Wars Celebration? Star Wars, Star Wars Celebration? Celebration? Yep. Uh, apparently, they're going to be skipping... Next year? And we'll return in 2025? What? That's uh, weird. Seen that as a headline. I didn't really look into it too deeply. It kind of crept pretty... up. Like, I don't even remember them announcing when it was going to be. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, Star Wars Celebration's a thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. Um, but we got a lot this year, so it makes sense that they may take a break next year. Uh, we've got enough Star Wars to get us through a few years worth It's going to be in Japan next, uh, in 2025. Yes. Whoa. Give me yes, more me Star Wars anime. I'm down. <laughs> Some more visions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, lots of lots of stuff coming out of it. We'll talk about that in a mm-hmm. minute. Uh, I was gone last week. I was in California. Um, did lots of really, really cool things. Went to... It may not be cool to everybody, but I went to Bethel Church. Um, and that was exciting to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone's got their own opinions on, on the church and stuff. But um, for me, I'm not incredibly charismatic. And uh, the church is, I would say, fairly charismatic if you know anything about it. And uh, so it's just really cool to get, like, a, like a different perspective. Um, and to me, um, the passion that people have there uh, was really, really neat. Like, it was really cool to uh, see and something I really appreciated. Um, <coughs> passion, I think, is the best, best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some weird things about the church. Uh, like, they have a coffee shop. So it's it's not just the church, right? It's, like, a full-on campus. They do school stuff and uh, all that. And so they, like, sell coffee. Oh, church. yeah, and, like, yeah. My church, I go to Life Church, so like, you just get free coffee all the time. Uh, but it's not just, like, normal coffee. It was, like, a Starbucks coffee situation. You would buy coffee, and they had sandwiches and things. And... Mm. Uh, Wow. That is weird on a Sunday for church, but it less weird, you know, if you're going to school there. And, yeah. You know, that's the closest place for almost like a cafeteria situation. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It was, it was odd. Uh, I, I've got a lot of opinions. I won't share them here just because I know um, that they could be a bit of a controversial church. Um, but I, I intended and it was. I mean, it it's cool. always cool to, you know, experience other churches and stuff like that. You know, like. Yeah. Something I don't get to do very often, so I think it's cool that you did that. Right. And it's neat to see, like, a lot of these uh, churches, like, I go to Life Church, like I said, and so that's another pretty large church. Um, And Life Church does things so vastly different from Bethel. Uh, But then there's other things that, like, for me, I was geeking out about the production of everything. Yeah. Um, And, like, most people aren't going to appreciate the production of a church. Um, People might actually have the opposite. But, like, the camera work that goes into uh, some of the things they were doing and um, the soundboards and uh, they had to have had, like, three different pro presenters going on or two different pro presenters, um, mm-hmm. which for most people means nothing, but it's a software uh, <laughs> that's kind of yeah. hard to, to operate. And uh, 
that all is really, really cool to me just because I volunteer and I do um, tech booth volunteer work. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's cool to have a place for for people to uh, utilize their talents to glorify God. Um, But some some of the camera stuff was was insane to me. I was was freaking out from a technical standpoint. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We don't want to dwell on that much more. I went to the Redwoods, went to the beach, ate seafood on the beach. Um, yeah overall a good vacation took a fall fall was fun uh wear a helmet <laughs> and i'll leave it <laughs> <laughs> we get into uh, the video games we've been playing lj go ahead i didn't get time to play games much at all i played some hinefetal on my phone which is a viking chess like game that i'm very bad at um, <laughs> that's about all the gaming i did cool um so I've, I've been bouncing around a lot this week, but the thing specifically, um, I guess I'll, t- I'll talk a little bit about because um, now that we're, we got a bit of a connect with EA, I got the opportunity to um, re- to review one of the sports games. I'm reviewing um, EA Sports PGA Tour. It's the first time they've had a golf game since 2015. Um, usually, t- like 2K has been dominating that that uh, sports section for a while in the last couple years but um it's fun it's really neat the physics are very accurate um the, it's a beautiful it's a really pretty looking game um especially like looking at like the courses and um the f- yeah it's it's pretty solid if you like golf um for most of people listening to this it's not going to mean much yeah. um but like it's something that like i play with like my fam- family members and stuff like that um like i've played a bit of golf games here and there i know uh, some of my family members are into golf so it's like you know let me check this out and um especially since you know we have that opportunity um you know i don't mind reviewing these sports games because i'm a casual sports fan um like i'll be stoked hopefully to check out the new nhl game hopefully or the new or i think it's called ea sports fc now since fifa broke away from ea but you know, Madden's going to be coming out again pretty soon. So it's like, you know what, I'll check out this golf game. I have a little bit of casual experience, but it's fun. It's good. Um, especially if you do follow that sport, you get, there's different pros. Their shots are supposed to be like the way they actually play in the game is supposed to be accurate and, um, <clears throat> to how they really play. And the mass, it's topical because the Masters are this have happened this weekend and all that. So it's fun. <clears throat> um the other thing that I've kind of gone back to a little bit, I'm not going to, I don't know if I'm going to try and finish it before Tears of the Kingdom, but I did go back and mess around with Breath of the Wild again this week. Oh, yeah. Because um, I've never, I've not finished it. Yeah. Um, but I realized, so I, I thought I was almost there. I still technically am. I was on Thunderblight Ganon. Um, then that's like the third Divine Beast. Um, I went and um, got the Master Sword and I was a few hearts short from it. And uh, I went and did this glitch. I went and did this glitch I saw on TikTok, and it totally mm-hmm. worked. So basically, you go right to the, up to the Master Sword. So I'm sure I probably didn't get the cinematic fanfare or whatever right. completion yes. it was. But I'm like, whatever, I don't care. I just want the Master Sword. So you go and you make a fire right next to the Master Sword, and you look up. You see, you look up in the sky, and then you hit. You gotta get close enough to where. When you look at, when you look up in the sky and you decide oh rest till morning, if you mash A, as the scene transitions, when it transitions to morning you get the master sword. 
Just uh, okay. yeah, it's, what? it's auto- yeah, it's automatically like what a broken I, game. I have <laughs> I, Sonic six of them. I have the. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to send. I'll have to post the clip somewhere. Um, but everybody in in back on golf chat was like, "What? <laughs> What'd you do?" <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, was, "I had to share that." Um, I'm so glad it worked for you. I spent hours, maybe days, uh-huh. in Breath of the Wild trying to control the guardian because I was told that if I cooked up a dragon scale. What? And a bunch of other things that I could get oh, a key no. that would let me ride the guardians. And fun fact, you can't. That's a that's, that's a my uncle works at Nintendo playground story right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, terrible. That yeah, that sounds like a playground. Like trying like, to push up. the truck in Pokemon Yellow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> that's so funny. Which that's I also great. fell for. I'm gullible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so i'm moving on to um i gotta move on to the goron divine beast uh which is a bit tougher because you gotta make sure you, you have all that fire resistant stuff um potions and everything so um the way i play video games i can't say whether i'm going to like stick with it just because i'm like i got like video game 80 adhd add whatever you want to call it or <laughs> sure I just, yeah i jump around so much i'm like oh look at this mm-hmm. thing look at this thing um, so I don't know, like if I, if I really end up wanting to do that, um, maybe I'll try to, I know Tears of the Kingdom is coming soon and I still got Fallen, uh, well not Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor to play at the end of the month and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it was fun to go back to that game and remind myself of like the different things you can do in it and just like yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I think we talked about this before, but if Breath of the Wild is broken, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be twice that. Seriously, it's going to be very fun to see. I also like to call it um, The Legend of Zelda Nuts and Bolts because you're basically, you get to build vehicles in that one and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so who knows? But it was fun to get back to. So that's it for me. What about you, Shelly? Um, I didn't really play anything new or interesting this week, but... Um, my husband bought Octopath Traveler 2, so I'm really excited to kind of watch him play through that because it was really fun really watching him play the first one. Um, what's crazy is that for some reason I didn't realize that they that this wasn't Switch exclusive because the yeah. first one was originally, you know, not anymore, of course. But um, we were like at GameStop because um, this is a game we wanted a physical copy of and we're like, oh, you know, Switch version. Then we saw like PS5, Octopath Travel 2. I'm like, well, why don't we do- just do that? It's going to look better. You're not going to play Undocked anyway. So like might as well just get the PS5 version. So that's um, cool. I'm, I'm excited to see how beautiful it is and hear new music. Because again, my husband also likes to take a lot of the music from Octopath and uh, put in like our D&D sessions. So there'll just be more music to yeah. put in D&D. <laughs> um, that's yeah, but I haven't really, I haven't really played anything new. I'm still very slowly working my way through Persona Three. Really not fast though. Like I'm, I it's, it hasn't really hooked me yet, and it, honestly, it might never because uh, it's just it's older. I've heard it's it's way more of a grind than the other games, which is fine. Um, but I will force myself to play it. I just wish I you weren't playing it. the portable version. Yeah, because I'll I like, play FES eventually. FES is good. I have that on my mm-hmm. PS3 still. Yeah, I'll play it eventually. But uh, I like being able to control my party members, which you can't do in FES. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But some people prefer that. They just, anyway, they just no, need I, that remake that, that's being rumored ugh, again. It's rumored. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Like, Atlas sucks. They're sh- stupid. Anyway. Um, that's all, though. So, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, gaming news. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, we got a few small things for gaming. Um, first one I, I know, um, I know is special. I know is close to Jamie's heart. Jamie was on with us last week. Mm-hmm. Um, e, you know, um, EA has apparently, according to um, folks that have been wor- working on the idea for this game for a while, apparently EA has denied the pitch for a game called Alice Asylum, I believe it was called. Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah, so basically, um, it comes from American McGee's Alice, which is a like darker-toned, almost like... It feels weird. Actually, it's even... It's funny, because there wasn't there like a Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland kind of thing? There was. Um, but before that was ever a thing, this was like very dark and psychological, like trippy take on uh, mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland. Um like Alice, she uses like a like a kitchen knife kind of blade and like fights like all these scary creatures and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, they put one out about ten, maybe ten. Well, no, oh gosh, more than ten years. Maybe I want to say twelve, thirteen years ago now. Um, Madness Returns, which was on PS3 and Xbox, and the it was a really good sequel. And um, they've been trying to get this game made for a while, and I guess EA turned it down, which EA published the originals. Um, so maybe if they still, if they don't have the rights to it, maybe they can, maybe the creators can go pitch it to somebody else. Um, but I think it would be neat if they do have something they can finish out this story with. Um, just a fun cult classic that I think uh, it's kind of obscure and really niche. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's something that fans want, still want, it sounds like. And just kind of meh, but... We know EA's got a bunch of other stuff they're working on, and they're still not quite sold on the single-player experiences yet, even though they've been giving us more. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we'll get this game from somebody else. But, yeah, that's kind of the news on that. Um, the the news that I think is significantly more important, um, it was very difficult finding news articles today. Um, something special to me is that Tekken is getting two really important features to most fighting games these days uh one of them is crossplay. so regardless yes. of whether you're playing on pc xbox playstation crossplay is going to be a feature and that automatically widens your player base uh yeah which is seriously. exciting um it's kind of necessary for any modern yes. fighting game honestly yes before, like arena 4 uh sorry persona 4 arena ultimax did not have that mm-hmm. on start and it's already a dead game so. yes it is um and then the other thing that is obviously really huge, I think the most important, is that it's getting rollback netcode, which um, helps. Basically, it helps fighting games. It helps them lag a lot less. It helps the connection between players a lot more. Um, and it's just a way of kind of dealing with lag and things like that that most fighting games have right now to where you're probably not going to feel that unless somebody has a really garbage like internet connection. Um but yeah, that's an important feature that they are also going to have, and um, they keep revealing more characters for that as as we get closer to release. And I think that's going to be later next year. But I'm pumped because those are features that people really want, and I think uh, it's off to a good start so far. So that's kind of it. 
That's for gaming news. Cool. We will get on to the movies then. Uh, yeah. The movies, but Shelly, go ahead. I haven't watched any movies. I didn't even Sorry. Look. I watched Dang. a lot of show. I'll talk about that. No, it's okay. Cool. Um, did you guys watch <laughs> the so Mario excited. movie or something? I did. Or did you guys uh, watch? Yeah, you guys talked about it. Elsie watched the Mario movie. I have not mm-hmm. seen the Mario movie yet. Okay. I don't know what the I Mario movie is. I obviously haven't either. We'll see it, but I'm just kind of like, meh. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it in the news, too. Go ahead, LJ. Yeah, I think this is one of those. I'm, I've been seeing this thing, and I'm like, come on, people. Is Now there's this group of people that are like, Oh, y'all didn't y'all forgot that the original Mario movie that came out was actually good anyway. It's better than this. And oh I'm like, gosh. that's a load of dookie. Like I'm like, come on. Like <laughs> that always just, happens. I'm just like, really? Like the, it's this almost contrarian opinion where yes. like something something does really well. And then you get this group of people that's just like, oh, this is actually garbage. And I'm just like, Yeah, well, no, it's always what happens. Honestly, every, every like piece of media. And I believe it's because people wanted this movie to fail because of Chris Pratt. And honestly, mm-hmm. the the voice acting like is not bad. Like it's not. People were just so scared of hearing Mario have an actual voice. I think, um, which obviously, like, it's hard for me to say. Like, what were they really going to do? Like, anyway, with a voice, you know. Um, I wanted they, uh, Charles Martinet. Yeah, I mean, technically they, they could have had I mean, him do a different too. voice. He didn't have to do Mario's voice. He does. As he, high pitched. he does play a. That's true, because he does play a role in that movie. It's a very small role, but he. That's cool. But, like honestly, like yeah. But other than that, like there's maybe one side character that I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really. Oh, like I don't really care. Um, it was crank, uh, uh, cranky Kong. Um, mm-hmm. there's and there's news of of that character being in there like early on but yes so many side characters it was one in of there. the announcements yeah yes and i'm just like i didn't really care for his voice but other than that like i thought um i thought charlie day did a good job um even seth rogan even though he just sounds like seth rogan did a really good job anya taylor joy <laughs> did a really good job so i'm just like and chris pratt was good too i'm just like i mean it's fine um the movie is it's really good. They kind of go super hard at one point. It people are like, "Oh, it lacks a story," um, and I'm like, "You don't really need to have this deep story or all these different things happening, you know, for it to be like." It, it, it there's a story there. There's a plot. It's just not like super heavy. It's you know, we're gonna go do the do the thing that Mario does. We're gonna go rescue. You know. Um, yeah, it's kind of it. They do pack a lot in there. My favorite thing is there's just a lot of, not like necessarily references, but even I, I like I love it in the audio and the music especially. There's parts where they don't really just they don't get too on the nose and play tracks from like one of the video games. You yeah. hear like little notes of those songs within whatever like. Com- whatever work the composer did and i'm like okay that's clever um but then there's just other small things that i'm just like there's stuff that i totally geek out about and i know that people that other people are not going to so i think this is another situation where you have something that's going to walk the line between the casual viewers and the super geeks like myself that are like they're stupid little things and i'm like i don't need to know this but it's cool it's there it's fun um, and it's honestly, there's, I don't think there's anything aside from like 
them building out the plot of how Mario gets to Mushroom Kingdom, that's like there's it's all like faithful. Like I don't really know like what isn't, you know? Um I don't know. I just think that the people that are kind of hating on this movie are the ones who wanted to hate it from before it even came out kind of a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um because they had their mindset. I won't hate on it until I've seen it. And then I'll hate on it. No, I'm just yeah. I want to like it. <laughs> I'll hate it now and afterwards. It's not going to be this amazing cinematic experience. I think it's fun. Right. Like, I, like I, I guess from a better standpoint, like, I guess to me it's like I think of, like, the other stuff Illumination has done. Like, there are movies that they've done that are not good. I think this is good. I think it's fun. Um, like, if I'm going to say it, like, I like, the, I like the movies personally, but the Secret, the Pets movies, the Secret Life of Pets movies, those movies aren't good. Um, like, but Correct. this, I think, they are is, bad. Yeah, they're, they're really not good. I, you know, for, I, you know, I, I like them, but they're not good. Like, um, but this one, I just feel like you, it has a lot of heart. It has a lot of love put into it. Um, I haven't seen a Minion movie in a couple, like, a good few years, you know, but I know that franchise is being milk for all it's worth mm-hmm. um and i think that's gonna happen with maybe the mario movie but i think you have you have a lot to pull from for now anyway um at least you know there's all these jokes about a new cinematic universe coming like but i'm like you can easily do that with this um at least yeah. as far as i could tell um you already have spin-off potential with other characters in this movie with the donkey kong stuff right um, i just think it's there whether it's going to be good i don't know see like this movie's fine but it's like i don't know how long before it'll final it'll get stale i think mm-hmm. is, is where I, I could see it getting burned out real fast but for now i think this movie is a perfectly fine movie i think it's it's fun um it's not going to be the best thing you've ever seen in a theater but it's really fun um so yeah that's kind of all I got. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah. I watched quite a few movies. Um, I'm trying to find them. Hold on. I'm like, what all did I say? I definitely saw Creed. Yeah, you, okay. you wrote those down, I thought. Yeah. Yep, yeah, okay. Oh, I don't watch. Yeah, Murder Mystery 2. So I've watched Creed 1 yesterday and Creed 2 today. And uh, there's not a whole lot to say about Creed. Like, Creed is it's cool. It feels like this grown up version of Cobra Kai in a lot of ways. Especially hmm. Creed Two, where they're going up against, um, like a villain from Ivan Drago's son, yeah, yeah, Ivan Drago's son, and it's like that's yeah. a very Cobra Kai. Oh yeah. Um, my biggest takeaway from watching both movies is how much um, Michael B. Jordan has grown as an actor. The mm-hmm. first one, he's a good movie, but like his acting is kind of stale. Like the writing is really good, but his acting is not like it's amazing mm-hmm. acting. And then uh, in the second movie, he did much better. And obviously, he's got, you know, Black Panther under his belt at that point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, really, really good movies. I'm really excited for Creed 3. I, there's so many movies that I need to see in theater. I think next on my list is actually Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I still haven't seen John Wick yet. Like, I'm falling behind. I need to see that yeah, one. Yeah, there was a lot that came out. And then yeah. like Creed 3, I don't even know if it's in theater still or not. I might have to wait for it to get out. Um, I think also, it's already popping up on demand if I'm honest, but it might still be in theaters too. Yeah, I'll have to look. Like it's been a while, uh, and like I said, I want to watch Dungeons and Dragons before I see Creed three, so I probably won't see it in theaters, which is I, okay. Yeah, it just looked like such a good movie that I wanted to catch up. Uh, mm-hmm. 
a friend told me that I had to watch all of the Rocky movies to mm. watch the Creed movies. Ooh. And I was lot. like, I can do that. And I looked up. There's like seven movies. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of them. Skip, skip five. Skip Rocky five. You can skip that movie entirely. So, Rocky is there, five is, is a there bad six movie. movies. There's six of them. Yeah, because you have Rocky one, two, three, four, and five, and then Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. And mm-hmm. I'd seen Rocky Balboa and not really understood at the time. I was pretty young when it came out, and I just yeah. didn't really like get it. Hon- I wasn't honestly, a kid, kid, but yeah. I didn't know the historical significance of that movie. Yes, yeah, because that movie, the whole thing about how, like, that was Sylvester Stallone's, like, he was a young actor. I don't even think he'd been in anything at that time. And Mm -hmm. he's just like, hey, I want to write this movie. And they said, okay, fine. Yeah, but I love that these movies have also been kind of his... There's definitely been a Passing the Torch, and I know that's not exactly what he wanted with Creed III, but it was kind of cool to see this, like... He's really taken on a Mr. Miyagi role in this, and I think that was part of the reason that I had a Karate Kid feel. He's, like, given all these words of wisdom, yeah. and uh, that very much felt like he was this old, you know, old professional teaching the new guy life lessons, not just mm-hmm. fighting lessons. Yeah. I don't know. I really, really enjoyed him. It was it was cool. And uh, I hope that Creed 3 is good. I watched, what I ended up doing was watching a 10-minute catch-up video on... Rocky, Rocky and stuff. Because I was like, there's no way I'm watching all these movies. Yeah, I mean, again, they're not great either, but like, there's Yeah, they're and they're, a... like, they're old. Like, they're just not going to hold up cinematically. Mm-hmm. Unless you really love boxing. Uh, and, which and I don't... Like I said, it's a grown up, it's an anime for grown men. Like, that's what... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like boxing enough, and like, I like the Rocky movies, and like from what I've seen of them, but I wasn't about to go back and watch six movies to watch three more. <laughs> um, so do what I did. Watch a 10 minute catch up video and then watch the Creed movies. I do feel like it's probably smart that I did that and then just watch Creed 3 out the gate, which is what's kind of my plan was just watch Creed 3 and hope that I got understood what was going on. <laughs> so they were good. And then the <laughs> other thing that I watched was Murder Mystery 2. <laughs> I'm laughing at this because my mom must have heard me talking about Rocky right now, and she texts me this whole thing about how Rocky Five did suck, and it was something <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> it's like you know what? You're right. Let me talk about that. That's so. Funny. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's. Well, I just had to share that. I'm sorry. That was so funny. The other You're thing good. that I watched was Murder Mystery Two, uh, with Adam Sandler and Aniston. Um. And oh, that nice. movie, so we, we watched some other movie. I don't know the name of it. I don't want to talk about it because I, I really don't even know what I would say. It was a murder mystery movie. And uh, we watched the second one, uh, Murder Mystery 2, like immediately after it. And our friends that we were watching this with, they take murder mystery movies really seriously. And so it was mm-hmm. really, really good because murder mystery, if you see the first one, is just shenanigans. It's mm-hmm. like a parody movie, basically, of any murder mystery movie. And it was actually decent. Yeah, yeah, the first one's fun. Murder Mystery 2 is also fun, and just the same ridiculousness. And uh, so we, we had a lot of fun with that. We really enjoyed it. And that is on Netflix currently. So, Oh, and Creed, I should mention that. That's on HBO right now. Um, yes, both HBO of them Max. are on HBO Max, yep. Yeah. But that's all the movies I saw. Nothing crazy. I haven't been in the theaters in a while. We almost saw Dungeons and Dragons while we were there in California, but literally every seat was taken um wow 
I, yeah, they you were like here when one I seat, talked one about seat. it. But... That would have been on a Saturday night. Oof. Um, but there was like these one seat, like maybe maybe four or five seats in the whole theater that were open, and they were none of them were together. Almost sold out. Pretty crazy. It's so weird because my theater by my house, they don't do assigned seating, and like every other theater does, like these yeah. days. Yeah. It's still. I, I appreciate mean, it. Usually, I will get good seats like a week before the movie comes out. It makes sense, uh, especially if you're reserving your tickets. Like, if you want a good seat, then you know buy. Yeah, them. yeah. I we kind of did that on a whim. We were eating dinner. We got off the plane earlier. Got back to um, Reading is where we were uh, before we uh, thought we would, and so we had time to watch a movie and figured we would do that. Hmm. It was that and John Wick. John Wick was full too. Theater was busy Saturday. <laughs> But that all said, we can get into the movie news. Go ahead, Shelley. Sweet. Yeah, we got a lot of movie news. Um, definitely, let's talk about Star Wars first, just because there's quite a bit of Star Wars stuff. So, um, again, obviously, a lot of Star Wars news came out of the celebration, and that includes movies. Although, one movie that was maybe expected, but didn't really show up in the celebration. Um, we've talked about it before, but Taika Waititi is making a Star Wars movie. Um, and that didn't really show up at the celebration. So, um, kind of a follow-up, I think Kathleen Kennedy did like a, like a interview or something with someone basically was like, yeah, he's still working on it. He's writing the script right now. <laughs> so mm. he's doing all the script, um, which makes sense. And they're, I think just letting him kind of like do his thing and, and take his time mm-hmm. with it. Obviously they have a bunch of other stuff sort of like I'm glad it's planned. not I was actually kind of excited for that one. Yeah, yeah. So it's not canceled. So at least, if anything, that's good news. Is is they confirmed it's not canceled? Because a lot of times things will just get silently canceled, right? They'll just that's a bummer that Rogue Squadron was canceled. But I think that's because Wonder Woman two did so bad that they're like, I don't think we want Patty Jenkins on this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, but anyway, Thor: Love and Thunder didn't do great. But uh, true. true. That's a good point. It makes me. I'm glad they're giving him patient, like they're being patient with him too, as well though, because I think that shows that Taika, if he's not um, in love with the project he's doing, yeah, that he doesn't, he kind of rushes it and kind of like phones it in. So I'm glad that he uh, has the time to kind of work on it, and be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That'll be good, hopefully. Um, so there's that, but then besides that, we do, so we don't really know like whenever that's going to be coming out or really any more production there, but we also have some other Star Wars movies that were announced. Um, the first one that we are going to talk about is Star Wars New Jedi Order. So this is going to be a return of, uh, Daisy Ridley as Rey, uh, Rey Sky, sorry, <laughs> Rey, Rey will be back. You almost said Rey Skywalker. I, Skywalker. yeah. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, it's going to be taking place 15 years after Rise of Skywalker, which is kind of crazy to me because, I mean, obviously it hasn't been 15 years since that movie came out. And I don't know. They're just going to have to make Daisy Ridley look older, I guess. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll be just like, ah, Star Wars aging is weird, which, yes, Star Wars aging is weird. Very. We've gone over this. It's very strange. So maybe they, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see what that'll turn out to be. But um, especially with the name New Jedi Order, it's kind of goes without saying it's going to be about her trying to rebuild the Jedi Order. Um, and again, it's going to be taking place after the sequel trilogy, which is kind of crazy um, because I don't know if anyone was really expecting them to do another movie after the sequel trilogy. Um, I don't know. They're like, oh, the Skywalker saga, it's done. It's over. And 
I don't know. I think I've looked, especially with how Rise of Skywalker was and just the sequel trilogy in general. I think all of us were okay with that. So I don't know if this is like going to be another. Forget about it. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to be like kind of a one-off movie or if it's going to, I mean, it is following the sort of main sort of can. I mean, a lot of those projects are canon, obviously, but just like when people think of Star Wars, a lot of people, a lot of casual viewers are obviously just going to think of like the main Star Wars series. So the fact is. Yeah, this will be episode 10, which is, that's kind of crazy. Um, I do think it's interesting, though. I mean, like, she's going to be rebuilding the Jedi Order. And, like, I'm pretty sure Luke tried to do that. Or maybe he just tried to, like, make a school or something. I don't exactly remember Mm -hmm. because it's been a while since I've seen those movies. But he obviously failed at that. So I'm interested to see how she's going to Did he have the books stuck too much away from the movies that no one cared about? (laughs) Did he have access to the books? He had the books. Okay, I thought that's where she read the books at. The ancient texts. Well, yeah, yeah that's where those. she got them. Yeah, I think I'm hoping that maybe this will at least, if it's not like a numbered movie, if it'll at least like, hopefully they'll try to correct some things and maybe develop Ray as a character. Yes, yes, yeah. I think uh, I was having a conversation with I'm some friends about. I'm least interested in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, of the we're three. having some conversations where like the characters themselves in the sequel trilogy are not bad. The, the characters that they, you know, introduced, um, it was always the bad, the writing that was bad, right? Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. switching between directors obviously didn't help. And so... These, yeah, these characters can still be made really good. There's good parts about all these characters. It's just they get thrown to situations that... Or, or they make decisions that kind of go against their character or they just say stupid things, do stupid stuff. So if you can, like, actually take this character and make them really good... Um, then that's going to be really exciting. Again, like, I, I don't dislike Ray that much. <laughs> um, but I, I overall, I'm excited to see her come back, though. I really like Daisy Ridley. Um, and even though I there were so many questionable writing decisions made with her character, again, I'm like, if you're going to give it to a different writing team, different director, which is what they're doing, right? This is different writing team, different director than the sequel trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. Then I think you could do something cool with her. So yeah. that, I think, overall is to be good. Uh and that's coming, I think, in 2025. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no. It says it's unknown if it'll be in 2025. I read the article wrong. We don't know when it's coming out. <laughs> I've also heard she said that these movies are actually further in development than we think. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I wonder what that means. Yeah. Um, next one to talk about is the Mandalorian movie. So it's officially an anime, guys. They're making a movie of it. <laughs> and the movie's going to be ending their... Um, I forgot to tell my stepdad that was happening. But the Mandalorian sort of saga, there, that story, it's gonna, they, it's like it's gonna be complete on the big screen, right? That they're they're not finishing it with the show. Um, and I'm sure that the movie will eventually go on Disney Plus, so like people probably won't miss out. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know what else to say about that. That's pretty self-explanatory. They're just, you know, it's probably gonna take place after the season, which I still haven't finished, barely started even. They haven't said uh, whether there is going to be a season four at all, I don't think. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just going to be this movie. Um, Seems like we're getting close to I'm whatever. I'm torn on this season. The, more, the deeper we get into it, the more I'm like, okay. Mm. Me too. Uh, I guess last the only... episode was the worst on Rotten Tomatoes, so. Really? But it's yeah. not over yet. Yeah, worst, no. worst episode on Rotten Tomatoes of any Mandalorian episode. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm interested to watch eventually. I just I I I'll talk about stuff. I'm when you talk about that. bad writing, for I think that was the case for this Mandalorian episode. But Dang. we're not talking about yeah. Sucks. It's such a good show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides that, like again, I've I've haven't I've only watched the first episode of this latest season. So up until this point, it's been quite great. But I hope it ends well. That's basically all I'm hoping for. Yeah. So if it doesn't end well, I'm gonna be really unmotivated to watch it. But y'all need to keep me keep me updated. Hopefully it ends well. Yeah. Um, or ends in such a way where it's like, oh yeah, cool. The movie will just pick up here and that'll be really cool. That's fine too. Um, the other thing, I think the last thing I just need to mention about this movie, it is going to be directed by Dave Filoni. That's not like surprising per se, but I know that sometimes they switch like some of the uh, Smart. Um, directors with like some of the episodes. So it's it's going to be Dave Filoni. So that's promising, right? It's mm, That's a good yeah. sign, if anything. That's like, a, okay, he, he knows what he's doing, so... For sure. Was that? Um, and then finally, we have Star Wars: Dawn of the Jedi, um, which I think is the most sort of out of left field movie that they've announced. And it's going to be set twenty five thousand years in the past, so a long time ago. And just again with the name of the, <laughs> it's like all the names of these that they've given us. I'm like, wow, okay, it's very, very straightforward. We kind of know what to expect, you know. Dawn of the Jedi. Jedi. It's going to be about the Jedi, kind of. Um, getting formed the jedi order mm-hmm. and i honestly i think dawn of the jedi was um uh comics it was it's part of star wars legends which is again kind of crazy because star wars legends obviously when the when disney bought them out all that stuff became non-canon mm-hmm. so again it's cool that they're looking through that stuff and saying hey we like this stuff we're gonna take this right you know they're using cool. some of it yeah because like i mean even thrawn being a thing in mm-hmm. like rebels and stuff is huge you know like um, yeah so they're i'm excited to see what they're gonna do with it yeah it makes me happy that they didn't just throw it all away um that they're actually going through and being like well we like this so we're gonna keep this and and Mm -hmm. keep their integrity um hopefully i mean obviously they change things if they want to change things but i think that you know there's good star wars stories that that existed before that disney buyout and yeah people want to see that right i'm sure those people really excited about this one yeah, I had to see that. Now, this makes me think about this line even more. Is that, um, so I was, I caught, I, I'll mention later, I was watching Rebels this week. Um, and there's a line that Ahsoka says when they're going to Malachor, which is like an ancient Sith temple. And mm-hmm. she says, she, she says that there's always, or she said there's truth to legends. And so to me, I'm like, mm, oof. Like that was, like, so I'm legends. like, ooh, like that was when they were getting ready to build up. I think I'm on season three, so which is like where Thrawn becomes more prominent in Rebels and stuff. And wow. Malachor, Malachor is this, well, is this planet that's like forbidden to the Jedi. So it makes me wonder, like, what place Ma- like that will have in this Dawn of the Jedi stuff too, because people like Dave Filoni and all that, and people that are working on this, like, if they're pulling it from stuff that much, like that line she says. That small line she says is probably very important to like everything. Um, That's such that a Star Wars on. thing to do too. Mm-hmm. You'll just drop random lines and you're like, hold on. I'm just like, wow. That's a I reference. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think that it was going to like, I don't know. I just feel like that's like a deep connection. Like they put that line there on purpose. It's pretty much. this is one of those purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. It's cool though. Um, but yeah, so lots of Star Wars news there. Um, we're going to move on. We actually just talked about Mario movie, but... Mario movie is really popping off. It is now the has the highest um, box office opening of any animated movie, which is 
insane to me. Um, and on top of that, also the um, biggest box office opening for um, any video game movie as well. I think it, you know, the last biggest one I think was Sonic the Hedgehog 2, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's popping off. But honestly, again, like despite the reviews, despite what people are saying, if it's good or bad, because I also know like the review thing is like a whole other can of worms, like reviewers hate yes. it, but audience members love it. Um, besides all that it's really not surprising at all to me that's as popular as it is i mean Mm -hmm. it's mario you're making a mario movie and yes Mm -hmm. i know there was a mario movie a long time ago but you're talking about in this generation where kids from like the age of two through like 40s 50s pretty much people you're the the audience is everyone right like Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyone who's ever played or touched a mario game which is so many people, right? Like there, mm. there are not a lot of people out there who don't know who Mario is. Like fact, everybody, know everybody knows is. what a Nintendo is, right? So you exactly. gotta know who Mario is if you know what a Nintendo is. Yes, it's like I, I know that like Pokemon is technically still the most profitable um, media franchise, but Mario is probably just as um, iconic as like Pikachu, right? Like seeing Mario and seeing his face, you're just like, oh, Nintendo, right? Like you. Mm-hmm make that connection right away and you know tons of people obviously grew up playing mario, Ma- mario game sorry uh, myself included so again it's really not surprising to me um but it's still like it's not surprising but at the same time it's like still crazy to think about like biggest animation movie um pretty much ever at this point like at least it comes when you when you when you judge it by the the box office mm-hmm. which is insane but um then again Anime movies just aren't as respected as a lot of live action, which is really sad. But that's just uh, I'll, that's how it I'll is. I'll say this: it weird. It kind of tripped me out when I realized. So Sonic Two came out like a year ago, like almost mm-hmm. like literally. But seeing like a Sega logo and a Nintendo logo before a movie is like kind of that is kind of trippy because there was a Ooh. point where when we would first see the Marvel logo and go. Oh, wow. You know, like, so... It's true. It's just weird to think about, like, are we entering this thing where video game media... Like, video game adaptations are not only getting better, but they're, like, gonna be popular, you know? Like, for Sega and Nintendo, these two companies that, when I was a kid, I'm like, I would never have thought, like, to see movies based... Like, movies Mm -hmm. like this based on those franchises, like... It's it's crazy. No, I fully agree. It's and honestly, especially when it comes to the animation, uh, sort of industry. I don't know if industry is the right word, but like I, I feel like there's been this weird thing of people only really go see anime movies if it's Disney or Disney Pixar. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stereotypically, just in the last like several several years, I feel like people only really go to theaters to see those if it's animated. Um, but, and you know what, this is still Illumination, it's still, still a really big animation studio, all things considered, but mm-hmm. it's beating out Disney, right? It beat out Frozen 2, I think Frozen 2 was the highest animation, um, before this. Yes. Which also is surprising to me, and, but again, it doesn't matter the quality of the movie, um, it matters if people want to go see it, and people really love Frozen 1, people want to see Frozen 2, people want to see this, and... 
they're coming back and saying, yeah, it's a good time. You should go watch it. I know, similar to Dungeons and Dragons, people, I feel like, are all like trying to get their other nerd friends, their other geeky friends together and be like, hey, we should watch the Mario movie together. Um, mm-hmm. And that also just brings more people into the theater if you're trying to go with a group. Like, maybe you've all played Mario together or played Smash together or did whatever. Um, mm. It kind of leans itself into that. And both are, and it's obviously both for family, are, right? Like, family's yeah. going to be going in and being like, oh, like, my kids love Mario. And they're going <laughs> to obviously have a great time. I mean, that's a huge part of animation uh, for this movie specifically that we need to consider as well. It's just all the families. Because then the parents are going to yeah. enjoy it, too. Because they probably also grew up playing Mario or played Mario at some point. So... It's kind of crazy. And this and I mean, D&D Mario's are kind just of plain the fun. Mickey Mouse of like yeah. video games. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's true. So, mm-hmm. Like it's been around for years. Everyone it's probably one of the most recognizable uh, yeah. video game characters of all time. I mean, even before the NES, we had Donkey Kong, you know, and like the original right. mm-hmm. Mario Brothers like so it's just like it's got a lot of legacy to it. Yeah, definitely. More than Seriously. most of the games, I would say. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yep. Um, yeah, well, I'll watch it eventually. I'll watch it eventually. And it will probably be just fine. And that is okay. That's mm-hmm. fine. It's just fine. Um, last piece of news. Don't need to dwell on it too much, but James Gunn is sort of discussing, discussing? I'm trying to say has discussed <laughs> and discussing at the same time. Is in talks is is trying to maybe see if there could be a crossover between the MCU and DCU, which is, I don't know, because he's buddies with Kevin Feige, right? Obviously, he's the Marvel guy, and James Gunn is now the DC guy. He is now, like, co-CEO. He's, like, way up there, which, again, is crazy how this happened. <laughs> um, when you just think about how he even got to DC in the first place, and now he's, like, way up there in the chain. But, uh, yeah, he kind of wants to get some crossovers going, which I say... Why? I mean, I don't know. I'm so uninterested. Because it would make money. I think even Stan Lee said that at one point. He said, um, if there's money to be made in it, it'll get made. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And I don't know. I just, like, can't help but think that it's just James Gunn wanted to do his thing, and now he's just way up there, and he could just do things. It's like, none of us asked for this, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe there's something huge marvel dc fans who really want a crossover but i think it would be really cool uh but i think it he's putting a lot of stock in his own stuff like he's kind of we haven't seen any of james gunn's dcu work yet Mm. and so to say that it's going to be able to stack up against Mm. the mcu is it's a bold um, move cotton let's see it's true he's very very confident in this and not not in the crossover per se but it's just in dcu you're right he definitely is very yeah, very like putting like, a lot of stock in that and mm-hmm. uh i i guess we'll see um i would hope and we kind of mentioned this before the podcast that he doesn't want to connect everything they both have a multiverse uh that's going to be introduced multiverse in marvel already and then flash is going to kind of introduce multiverse as well and so do not make me watch every dcu thing and every mcu thing to watch this crossover, or I will be very upset. <laughs> I'll probably watch it, but there's so many people that would. It would fail miserably uh, if you have to watch everything to get, or even a couple things. Like, I just need it, make it like an MCU versus DCU. Don't need to know anything walking in. It's just a, a fight, and uh, we, we can watch this cool special effects battle, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do appreciate James Gunn talking about uh, this was kind of 
I don't think it was the same time. He, he's been on Twitter everywhere, I feel like. Uh, but he talked about superhero burnout and mm-hmm. he believes that there isn't superhero burnout. We're just not telling good stories anymore. They've gotten really lazy with storytelling because uh, superheroes movies were, I mean, you put a name on it and you could make money. So why yeah. put any stock in the storytelling? And so hearing that makes gives me a little bit of hope that James Gunn's DC will be I, good because he wants I 100% to agree with into that. the story writing. Yeah. Time will tell. I don't know. I think, I think that's the MCU struggle right now. Is I don't think they really know how to tell a good overarching story right now. At least as I far agree. as I know. I agree for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is that um, it's really hard to already keep track of two universe cinema universes and mm-hmm. um, trying to combine them in any capacity. I think is um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I think it's a little too much. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just. Plus, if he really wants see, like, it to happen, Iron Man versus Batman, not like Iron yeah. Man's spoilers dead in the MCU. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Like yeah, <laughs> like I don't. It's got to be the core Justice League versus the core Avengers. And, Avengers, like, Avengers or, something. or I don't like I don't care about Captain Marvel versus uh, Hawkman too badly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a bad. That's a bad matchup. Uh, <laughs> what about Guardians right versus right. Suicide Squad? I don't know. That There's also just different energies good. that DC brings and Marvel brings, and trying mm, to combine them yeah. may not work. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I just can't help but think this is just something James Gunn wants to do, and he's friends with Kevin Feige, and he could just make it happen because he's just way up there. I don't know. It just makes me think too that like we didn't talk extensively about this point in particular i don't think last week we talked a bit about the uh live action moana that's going to be coming out um that they yeah. announced and you know specifically Dwayne the rock johnson announced it and you know it's not too far of an assumption to think that um that he's like a really big part of it that maybe he pushed disney and was like hey like i really want to do this because black adam didn't do well you know whatever reason right or he just really likes yeah. to play that character um but it's just a matter of again he just like has all this power and influence to just like make these things happen that none of us really care about and it kind of i don't know james Gunn doing this kind of makes me think that a little bit too or it's like man and i know this always is how hollywood is, has worked that's how everything works right is just some big schmuck in power has a ton of money ton of influence wants something to happen it's gonna happen but i don't think that that's necessarily uh is a good thing right <laughs> You know, it doesn't lend, lend to creativity, especially on Disney's part, right? It doesn't lend to um, really make the consumers happy most of the time. So I just have very, uh, I don't know, I'm just, I don't really care about this. But who knows, maybe it'll happen. Um, that's it for movie news. All right, we will get into TV then. Uh, Shelly, you said you've been watching TV. Yeah, so we found a way. To watch Persona 4 the animation. I will not describe said nice. the way, uh, but we watched <laughs> okay. it. We watched all of it and we, we watched, it's only like 26 episodes or something. So we mm. just watched all of it this last week. We just had enough time to, to kind of chug through it. It's so good. Man, like as someone who's played the game or played, I played Golden technically, and this is just for mm. Persona 4, right? It, it doesn't have the Golden stuff. There's a different show for that, which I've heard is not very good, but that's beside the point. Um, but then like, my husband, right? He has never played the game, and we both really enjoyed it. Um, and it was really fun seeing just like the little UI things 
that they throw in there. There's like game UI that they throw in there. The way that they integrate the social links is in a really unique way because, um, and they kind of do make some creative decisions that are different from the game in order to, especially um, for the social links, they'll usually try to like string a couple of them like together in a way that doesn't actually happen in the game. But at the same time, it's kind of like, how would this happen like in a show? It makes it more entertaining, right? Whereas in the game, you sign up for a job because you need a job. But in the in the show, it's like, well, he needs to have a reason to get this job and something needs to happen mm. at this job in order for it to be entertaining because it's not a game, right? It's a show. Um, and then that lends to just really amazing, hilarious um, antics that happen as well. Um, there's this sort of two-part episode. Well, it's two episodes, but it's like a two-parter where um, everyone's noticing that you, the main character... Um, you Narakami, I guess is what I should say, because I'm not saying, like, you the person. I'm saying you the name. Um, he mm. is acting really different, acting really strange. And Nanako, who is um, the precious little girl you meet uh, very young, early in the game, who's essentially kind of like a little sister to you, um, yeah. is like, hey, like, you're kind of acting weird. Like, what's going on? And she ends up trying to, like, investigate, which, again, none of this happens in the game. Like, it's an entirely sort of, like, original thing. But then... Um, and you kind of like look into it. Then the next episode happens from you's perspective. Um, and it's just like going through all these different like social links. And it's like all of them are like connected in a way that, again, isn't in the game, but makes it very interesting <laughs> for the show. Um, I think the way that they handled a lot of stuff was really good. And there are some things that there's lines just taken directly from the game as well. In fact, quite a few lines, which is expected. Um, and I think good. But uh, it's really entertaining. They made you like a real actual amazing character. Like it's crazy for me to say, cause before this, if you had to ask me my favorite persona character, I would probably say either Zenkichi from um, Persona 5 Strikers. He's still amazing. Or Kanji from Persona 4, who's also still amazing. <laughs> but now considering the animation, honestly, you Narukami might be my favorite because just from that representation of him, because in all Persona games, at least, three for five, I guess I don't know about one, two, and other two. Um, you're essentially a silent protagonist. You're not actually silent, uh, but you can sort of make these decisions in dialogue. Um, it's almost like, I mean, similar with like Dragon Age, right? It's like you can kind of sway a little bit how your character portrays themselves, but mm. you don't have much control over it. They're, they, for the most part, are sort of supposed to be a blank slate that you can kind of, like, become and, like, sort of meld yourself into. That's how a lot of these protagonists work, right? But they make him a real character in the show. He talks a lot and he is so funny. He's just the biggest Chad. He's just the chattiest <laughs> Chad ever. He's base. He's, he's, like, literally the meme, like, of that guy with the big chin. That's just him, the whole show. It's amazing. That's cool. And it, it kind of makes you, you know, playing through Persona 5, right? I never really understood why everybody loved Joker. I'm just like, wow, mm. co-Joker, you're so cool. And I kind of like accepted it, but there's still a bit of suspension of belief. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm the main character. I guess that people have to like me. Um, similar yeah. thing with like Fire Emblem Three Houses, right? Where it's like you barely talk, you barely have a personality, but everyone loves you for some reason, I guess, because you're a really good listener. Um, but in this, <laughs> it's like... And the same was even similar in playing the game, right? Where it's like, oh, everyone loves me for some reason, but I don't really know why. But then when you're watching the show, you're like, oh my gosh, of course everybody loves him because of the way he acts, the way he stands up for his friends, the way he 
Like, he has, like, emotional breakdowns. Like, he shows emotion, which is, like, crazy to me. I'm like, dude, he's, like, <laughs> essentially a silent protagonist. Not literally, but essentially one. And here he is showing all this emotion, which is awesome. That's cool. Um, so I would recommend it if you can get your hands on it or find a way to watch it. I definitely would recommend it if you're at all interested in Persona. The only thing is you just have to be aware um, it does come from a game. And so if you're watching it straight through as if it's just a regular anime, you're going to be really confused probably um there's even like cut-ins halfway through the episode they'll show where his um social skills are at which if you ever played a persona game you know that you have these different social skills you have to sort of um level up as the game progresses and so that's what's really cool is that because you don't see him like you don't really see him going to jobs you don't really see him um doing these things that usually would up those social links just because um those are sorry those social skills um simply because that would be probably boring to watch like you don't really want to watch him like um eating food or like doing jobs or like playing sports all the time like it, it it makes sense it's not really that exciting to watch but it's cool because it's like you know as the show goes on those social skills get higher and higher just as they do in the game just as they kind of naturally do as you do more and more stuff and eventually by the end of the show all the um skills are maxed out so like shows you that that's cool. which is cool i also love how they do the um same UI for like changing the date. It'll like just tell you what date it is to sort of keep you on track. And it's the same exact UI that's in the game. That's um, cool. Yeah, it's just like a lot of neat tricks. Um, a lot of neat things that they sort of throw in there. Like a lot of the, they have like the cut-ins. Like if you're about to do a crit, they have those, those like little cut-ins. Um, a lot of the <laughs> animations of like them summoning their personas isn't the same as the game. Like, nice. so you will like sort of hold the card in front of them and like, close his fist, whereas Chie will, like, kick. Um, Yusuke, Yosuke will do, like, a flip. Like, they do all those things in the game. Um, the only That's thing cool. is, what's very strange to me is that in the game, um, again, similar to Persona 5, you have weapons, and you also have your personas. So your weapons, mm -hmm. so, like, um, Yu has, like, a big katana, Yosuke has double daggers, um, Yukiko has a fan, um, and use that for melee damage. That's completely removed in Persona 4, the animation, which is very interesting choice to me, but that's okay. Mm. Like, it's still, like, I didn't, it was confusing to me, but it's not really a complaint. Um, they just fight exclusively with their Personas. Uh, they don't have, like, those weapons. But I guess they also didn't want to really bother with, like, showing you going in to get some weapons and um, armor and accessories and stuff again like you do in the game that's probably also kind of boring so they probably just again they they make these creative decisions that again because it's an anime lend itself well to anime um mm. and they take away the things that only work well in the game because they understand the media that they're trying to uh, or the medium that they're trying to portray this story in. and i think it lends itself well to that um but yeah really entertaining again if you're interested in persona but you don't really want to play persona game you've heard persona 4 is really good and you just kind of want to take in the story and characters um this is a really good avenue to do that also if you play persona 4 golden um this is also just really entertaining to watch if you've played through it all um it's really really fun and entertaining i highly recommend that and if you haven't played persona 4 golden you should so there's my whole feel about that <laughs> That's cool. That's I like that it's made with such a quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, LJ, let's talk about Mandalorian a little bit. We yeah, kind of mentioned. I'm curious. Uh, it is the. It was the worst episode, according to Rotten Tomatoes, and I kind of, I really didn't like mind it much. I just, 
it left like I, I think it ruined the season more than the episode for me um i look back at the season i think because of this episode and i go mm-hmm. this season's okay um it's, it's one of those it, things where we get 80 percent of like whatever the episode is and then the other 20 percent is actually like plot movement mm-hmm. i think that's where i'm at with it um also there was certain, felt like filler yes so like ha- like that's kind of the way this season i feel like has been going part of it feels like filler the other part is like oh hey we're gonna advance the plot a little bit um i didn't mind the concept of what they were trying to do with this episode because it's like oh well it's you know like the people keep comparing it to like a video game this season it's like oh we got to do this thing but let's go do this first or mm-hmm. we, we want to do this thing but oh hey we need you to do something um yeah and i don't mind like i enjoyed like the like idea of like what they were doing because the concept of it sounded cool but then there was just other little things that seemed kind of like written kind of like very cheesily or kind of like just i'm like oh yeah that doesn't that doesn't really make sense or like stuff that we just never have like to me it's like oh that just sounds like so, something like in super cheesy sci-fi not necessarily yeah star wars like um did and bo-katan wanted to be like they were doing this good cop bad cop situation mm-hmm. but like it was like they did the writers didn't know which one they wanted to be the bad cop oh no they were both just like or good cop in that matter like they just didn't kind have of. a role for either of them so it was like i think they wanted to depict ideals clashing or like i think or yeah something. to be really broad about it they have mm-hmm. uh uh din does some stuff and he he speaks really well and then like literally the next scene bokatan's like let me do the talking and it was like but you just saw him succeed in talking so what like why is why are you talking <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Just um, little things like that that just didn't make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. But I liked the buddy cop situation. Uh, I would yeah. love more uh, space police. There's there's other de- there's other Dindarin. details I don't really want to get into because it's there's certain it's parts really hard that, to navigate that, that are important to the like the plot and the movement of the episode. I think all of the just... internet we could probably say uh, Jack Black and Lizzo was a crazy thing. That was weird. Like Jack Black's yeah. in it. Jack Black yeah, yeah, yeah. and Lizzo. What? And Lizzo. Are... What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't I like that. Too. That's too close to Marvel for me. <laughs> well, uh, see... I will say too, Lizzo did way better than I thought she would. Uh, she was. I mean, like, I heard that Lizzo was gonna be in it, and she hasn't acted in anything that I know of. And I was like, yeah. it's gonna be bad. But she did and... fine. Yeah, like real emotions. Uh, it like was Jack not Black felt like he was just Jack Black, Jack Black, like you know, in, yeah, yeah, you know, like not that he did anything like that was specifically like what he does, but he was just like, oh, he's a guy, you know, like he almost could have been more Jack Black. I feel yeah, like, like um, he was kind of there as a face, uh-huh. and you're like, hey, I know that guy, and like that's about all of his personality. Um, Lizzo played a role, and I think she played the role well. Maybe I just don't know Lizzo mm-hmm. very well, but. uh she yeah, did a good job, surprised. though. Um, I was, yeah. I was happily surprised with her acting. This, this is what I got worried about whenever they started doing cameos in the in the first place. Because I'm like... Mm-hmm. Not okay, amazing, now, just good. I'm like, okay, now, like, you're going to just start doing cameos just to... I don't know if you want to bring people in. Like, somebody had... Yeah. Somebody said it well, I think, in our spoilers chat. This, this season feels very, like, I don't know if it was rushed or very corporate-influenced... Um, yeah, I can like, see that. Mm, uh, whereas like the first two felt like they were like definitely made with love and you know like 
they really cared, you know, and wanted to yeah, to develop things. Graphics. Well, and then Filoni, like, I'm surprised with this movie mm-hmm. announcement just because uh, he's even said that he doesn't have an ending for The Mandalorian figured out. Mm-hmm. The movie's almost kind of like a forced hand, it feels like. Um, yeah. But it, it's like a needed forced hand. Like, you can't just, you can't just make mm-hmm. a show without you do have that it end. going anywhere yeah. without any plans mm-hmm. um i like danny trejo uh and was that boba fett mm-hmm. that oh yeah like cameo. The, the cameos are this like most the most of the cameos are good when they make fine. sense like danny trejo know. played a very specific character and in like you couldn't have used danny trejo anywhere else in robert rodriguez the uh, directed i think episodes of boba fett as well so like yeah but he's like it was very much him and it fit with the the narrative mm-hmm. but like i mean robert rodriguez and danny trejo they're like close friends too like you know like so yeah, yeah, definitely. it makes sense to have those like That's why it that felt sh- like that show should have been better it it felt like to have jack black and lizzo in there would be like oh what two celebrities can we grab that are big right now oh jack black's about to be in this mario movie lizzo she's like one of the top it should have been like there was it wasn't a musical thing like why have these two if you're not gonna do something like musical you know what extra comedic or i really would want that now jack black and lizzo to do yeah i mean that's they can make something great maybe it's too expected but like i just if you're gonna get these big celebrity cameos i feel like they should be doing what they're known for and it fit in the narrative so it's not just like they're there for no reason, but write a story around that and then really let them shine <laughs> in those episodes. Because where else are you going to have Jack Black in Star Wars? Like, that doesn't make sense. So yeah. And, these and shows so that's what, are like an avenue to let it make sense. It tripped me out because I actually had to work that day. I usually have Wednesdays off. So first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I eat breakfast and watch Mandalorian because I know the internet is going to spoil it for me, right? <laughs> so then I was scrolling through at work one t- uh, that day and we had a slow point. And it said, and then I saw that head that headline about Jack Black and Lizzo, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> am I reading yeah. that right?" I yeah. I would want more Danny Trejo cameos and less. And it's not just a bad episode. It's not a bad episode because of them. There's a lot more. Right. There's a lot more to it. I, but very little like, to do with them. I feel like yeah, exactly. Yeah, more yeah. About the storytelling. Uh huh. But. I don't know. We'll see. Well, the season's not over yet. Maybe I'll be blown away by the end of the season. Uh, I just, as of right now, I'm going, man, this is kind of a weak season. Um, Too bad. I mean, I didn't even like the first episode, but I was like, eh, I'll probably go up from here. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say yeah. stop watching. Like, it's not no, worth for watching. Sure. Um, it is better than Boba Fett by miles. See, so. that's what I was going to say. Point. I'm like, Boba Fett, we just said to straight up skip, except for like the one or two episodes. Yeah, um, uh, this is. I mean, it's it's not the strongest, but it's still, it's still fun. Yeah, um, I'm like I I want to know a lot about what happens in that um, very Andor esque episode, a couple episodes ago. Which uh, they've they've kind of shown little hints or yeah, they're like characters drop feeding us. So I'm like, okay, what bits. are you gonna do with that? You know, uh, like <laughs> yeah. I think what I really just want boys more Andor, if I'm being honest. But that's okay. Which, Anyways. we're getting season two of that. Yeah, um, it's a couple years. Mm-hmm. Next year. Um, and then, LJ, you watch a little bit more Star Wars stuff. Yeah, so I feel myself getting, uh, because of all this Star Wars news, I feel myself getting on a Star Wars kick again. Um, but mainly because 
mainly because they say like apparently Ahsoka, Ahsoka is going to be this Rebels sequel by proxy of of her like of her yeah. character. Because yeah, I've only seen Rebels. I didn't know it for a, a long time until I started watching the show more in, in past years. But she has a very big part in Rebels as well. Um, and the more I watch Rebels, I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, so I I so I decided I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go back and keep watching more. I didn't realize I was almost halfway through the show itself because there's only four seasons, and I was on episode 17 of like season two. And I think there's like maybe like 19 episodes or something like that. So I was like a few episodes away from like the finale of it. And uh, season two has a big finale. There's, I think there's even so like usually, I mean, I guess we've experienced this with like Dragon Prince and like Fire Emblem and stuff. Yeah. The time, the time jumps, there's usually big things happen before a time jump. And season three seems to be, seems to be like, that's where now we've made the transition. Um, Ezra is older. Uh, his master has gone through some things. The mm-hmm. rebels, the the Re- rebel alliance, is becoming this established thing. That was definitely not the case when the show started. Um, but I'm watching this because I'm like, uh, what they said in spoiler chat, how um, apparently eighty percent of that Ahsoka trailer you won't really get or have an understanding for if you haven't watched Rebels. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go back and finish this. Mm-hmm. show and then watch the ahsoka trailer again um nice. okay yeah so i don't like and then yeah there's so much to it um there's already been teases of thrawn in the ahsoka show and apparently he's got a big part in rebels which i feel like i'm getting to that because he's appeared in a couple of the early episodes of season three but i'm still waiting to be like ooh, why is this character so revered um and I don't know if Rebels is gonna like. I'm sure like he'll be good in Rebels, but I know it's also those Legends books where you know there's that was pretty much like a whole other sequel trilogy that wasn't like made into a movie apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. I'm hoping that Rebels can satisfy that because if not, then I'm gonna be like, oh, like this. What's so special about this guy? You know, because even Ahsoka in the Mandalorian, she seems like she's tracking him because I don't know if she's afraid of what he's going to do or how big and bad he is. So like, that's what I want to see. Like, yeah. I really want to see, I really want to see mm-hmm. Thrawn. So yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be watching more. I'm going to try to, I'm going to run through it pretty quickly. I think here, um, since it's like getting, since it's like getting to the real, real good stuff now. So cool. yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at with it though. Uh, mm. The other thing that I finally started watching is My Hero Academia. Yeah! Five episodes in. Um, but I'm hooked. I, it's good, I think. I, I I was actually really surprised the first couple episodes. Um, the, like, stuff with All Might and everything. Um, I was just like, oh, this is actually really interesting right off the gate. I figured it would kind of have to build up and be interesting later on. Um, but uh we'll see i don't know that it's show moves at a pretty good fate pretty good pace i feel like at least the seasons i've seen yeah the first season so far is there's been a lot going on so uh i need things to move fast i want to get through this quickly <laughs> um, yeah i think it's they got do. really good and maybe i'll get to a point where i like i want to watch it right now i feel like i'm doing homework still in the build-up Dang. phase yeah yep. mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> um but i'm excited we'll see it's it's good watch. It's better than My Little Witch Academia. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, I was told to watch My Hero Academia uh, when the first season was over. And uh, I believe it was the first, maybe it was a couple seasons in. And a friend told me to watch it. And so I went home and I uh, looked up My uh, Hero Academia on Netflix. And it was not on Netflix at the time. So My Little Witch Academia came up huh? as a recommended. And I didn't like piece together that it was a different show. <laughs> And That's funny. so I watched all of My Little Witch Academia, which was a great, uh, great show. Um, it might not be mine. It might different. just be Little Witch Academia. Yeah, it's definitely like is more kiddish uh, till toward till the end. Um, it's a little bit more like lighthearted and fun, and um, it's not like the best anime of all time, like many people claim My Hero is. <laughs> I'd say My Hero is not even. Yeah, I was gonna say people say that about My Hero. That's the most shonen of shonen animes right now. Like it's yeah, yeah. yeah and see, that's not something that I'm super into, so it's so hard for me to get into it. Like, yeah. Well, don't force yourself. I mean, watch a couple episodes, but if you're still not liking it, then it's okay it's to so say you don't like watch something. It, yeah. Like it's perfectly fine. Did you ever so watch Haikyuu? <laughs> no. Okay. That one. Is that the basketball one? That's the no. The volleyball basketball one is the one I watched. Volleyball. Okay. <laughs> That one, uh, technically, I think also Gosh. is, but... The basketball really anime good. might be almost more shonen than My Hero Academia. That show gets so stupid <laughs> and cheesy and, like, oh, in the yeah. best way possible, mind you. But it's just yeah. like, yeah, like, that's a shonen. <laughs> my, probably my favorite anime, there's a few of them. My list would be, um, Full Metal Octopus Brotherhood, I think is a must-watch. Violet Evergarden, mm-hmm. uh, which is not what most people would think when they think anime. Uh, Your name is my favorite movie of all time, and then um, I really like Seven Deadly Sins. Seven Deadly Sins probably is like is it, it would be Shonen, right? Yes, that's a bit. Yeah, so Seven Deadly Sins would easily fit in the Shonen category. Yeah, but I don't think of. I mean, FMA I guess technically is. It's just it's so story driven that I don't really think of it that way. I, I don't, yeah, so I think when I think of Shonen, I think of the big three, obviously, One Piece, Naruto, and Dragon Ball Z. Like, those are, like... And, like, I'm not into any of those. I'm kind of like Dragon Ball Z. I watch the movies. Yeah. But One Piece and Naruto, I can't stand either of those shows. (laughs) I like Naruto, but it's, like, even, like, I watched Naruto, but that was kind of a chore, and even watching Shippuden, like, I was watching through it, and I keep giving up, and I keep just abandoning it and then i'm like every once in a while I'm like oh no i should watch more of this and then i forget where that, i am then i have to restart and then it's a that's what happened cycle. to me with uh shippuden that's like, no that's what i, I imagine mean someone shippuden, was like yeah. pulling their heart as they listen to that they're like what you can't you can't not like <laughs> it's not that i don't like it it's that i get really distracted and it's hard to keep up i think I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just I think it's one of those things where if i grew up watching it i'd probably be way more into it and it'd be like if i'm watching track, three episodes but... And they're the same fight. Seven early sins. Getting to that point. Oh. Uh, I if it's three episodes in the same fight, I, I don't care. You can thank DBZ for that one. Yeah, move on. <laughs> don't need three episodes. Who won? <laughs> Let me know. I want more story. I don't want people screaming at each other and thinking about strategy. Goku and... literally takes a whole episode to power up into Super Saiyan three. I, I know. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can move on. Um, I'll continue 
I'll continue watching it, but um, only because I've been told it gets amazing, <coughs> and I like I like some shows. Um, we'll get into the news. Uh, let's start with let's start with the Star Wars stuff. That seems to be the big thing. Yeah. We got two trailers. Speaking of anime, we have Visions two, season two. Yeah, volume two. It looks good. Two. It looks so and good. It looks so good. The Wallace and Gromit Anime Studio. I can't remember yes. the names, but they oh are gosh. in the trailer, and it's so Wallace and Gromit. Uh, <laughs> the comedy beats and the way that everything looks. I'm so happy it's, about it. I just want that show. I don't even need the other yeah. anime. The other anime stuff looks good. But the other stuff does look really good too. Man, you know what, if you, you just know make what me makes... a movie, make me a Wallace and Gromit Star Wars movie. You know what's kind of sad about that studio? Apparently, after they won like the, I think it was an Oscar, was it for Curse of the Were Rabbit or some big award? Uh huh. Their studio. I saw this on TikTok recently. Their studio, I think, caught fire or something. What? And they lost. They lost oh, everything. Like all the character models and set pieces and everything they made for Curse of the Were Rabbit. No, I love yeah. that movie. Like oh, apparently so they lost that. I I think it like I don't know if it burned down or what happened. I think I yeah something happened though and they lost like all of that. Like they kept it up as decorations yeah. and it was just like gone. You can't make a but, sequel now. You all your things gone. That's sad. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I'm I'm excited for that and the other visions. Stuff visions I need to finish good. Vision season Vision. one. I really enjoyed what I watched. and I just didn't get much farther. I I wanted more anime, but I think the, the what we got coming here looks really good mm-hmm. still i'll be done with more anime maybe you'll get more anime when it goes to japan in a couple mm-hmm. years. that'd be cool uh as well as that we have a trailer for ahsoka there are orange lightsabers and apparently that's a big deal maybe your little twisted is gonna play hera <laughs> the only thing i can think of and i'm probably so wrong forgive me if i'm, I'm wrong on this there's like red lightsabers are are evil, you know, or Sithy, and these mm-hmm. are orange lightsabers, so they're like the orange, red, and orange, another color. Yeah, I think orange is another rebels thing. So are they like they're not Jedi's? They're kind of like half. I, Sith. I have Jedi's. to. I have to watch. I don't know that I've gotten to that. Um, might as well. Uh, be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. David Tennant. David Tennant apparently returning. I don't. I don't know anything about rebels, but David Tennant's in it. I'm sold. That was cool. He's a robot. Whoa. Oh, yeah, he does do a voice, I think, for... Yeah. And then Thawne is being played by the guy that voiced Thawne, and I thought that was pretty cool as well. Yes. Um, I think so I guess awesome. I need to watch Rebels, or I'll watch a YouTube video that gives me a 10-minute catch-up. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that, too. Yeah. And there's too much television. Uh, I can't keep up with anything, so YouTube... Uh, abridged that are like comedy abridged are, are saving me <laughs> there's so much that i wouldn't watch if i didn't wasn't able to do that rebels is short enough like honestly like i'll say this like i clone wars was really rough to get through like the first couple seasons like you really have to get through three seasons of that show for it to get good see that's um, fair but i have to get through six seasons of my hero academia yeah that sounds start. like a lot but you can get through four seasons of Rebels pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, but I'm in the middle of my show, so I can't start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so much television. I know people that would probably tell you Rebels is the better show. Ooh. Well, <laughs> people like Star Wars. And it's probably one of the best animated 
uh, Star Wars things. Lately, yeah, but from what I've heard, mm-hmm. which just, is a lot I feel of it, this show is going to be so influenced by Rebels, like fully. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do. I did this with uh, the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. I watched the last few episodes. Or wait, no, it was the last season of Star Wars, Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. That last season thing that Disney Plus made. Mm-hmm. And I watched, I think, the season before that, or maybe half a season before that, so that I kind of knew what was going on when I got to that season. And it was really good. So watch, like, I watched Catch Up for the first three seasons of mm-hmm. Rebels, and then watched the last season of Rebels, and it'd be kind of... I'll figure it out. I don't know yet. Uh, Ahsoka looks good. And then something that I really don't care about, but maybe someone will. Stranger Things is getting an animated show. Uh, made by the Duffer brothers who made Stranger Things, so that's that's a plus. I don't see how this is going to work. I just, I don't need it to work. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't Duffer know. Said, be... We've always <laughs> dreamed of an animated Stranger Things in the vein of the Saturday morning cartoons. Sounds so bad that we grew up loving. And to see this dream realized has been absolutely thrilling. We could be more blown away, couldn't be more blown away, by what Eric Rubbles and his team have come up with. Scripts and artwork are incredible, and we can't wait to share with you. The adventure continues, and I don't want the adventure to continue in animation. I want it to continue. I agree. I, I feel like Saturday morning cartoons is the wrong word for, for this. I think when I think of Stranger Things, maybe it's because of the Dragon's Lair reference, I think of, like, they can do an 80s, like, if they're thinking of, like, 80s-style movies, like that old Don, Don Bluth, like, animation stuff. Like I think that's I think that's what they could do when I think of Stranger Things. Um, they better make so, like a Hobbit animated cartoon. Yep, that's that's really a Don bad. Bluth. That's a Don okay. Bluth. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So just that old school anim- like eighties animation. I think is. I mean, just that's make it its also own story. I don't need it to be. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. Stranger Things better finish, or I'm gonna be really mad if it just doesn't. <clears throat> like if it doesn't end, they're like. Stay tuned and watch this animated thing. No. I want to watch these characters that I fell in love with as yep. their actors. I wonder if I it's know. like um, they're going to try to do like what WandaVision did with, uh, you know, like they, they say it's a genre or they t- like a type of show, but it's really just going to be like a weird and twisted and like maybe even dark version or something. It's just Eleven's brain. Being re- like or something, I don't know. I don't know what the upside do down is now a, a cartoon dimension. Especially That's if it's weird. a <clears throat> spinoff. Like my thought is, it would still have to be focused on like some one or multiple of the characters because like people watch Stranger Things because of the characters. Like mm. the rest of the you know world building is somewhat interesting, but it's it's fairly rudimentary in the sense of like. Oh, there's just another world that has like monsters in it, right? So it's like if they're gonna do a spinoff, they have to, you know, the the reason people are invested in Stranger Things is because of the characters, right? So that makes me wonder. But then again, it's like I I also don't want them to continue their story past where it should be, and mm-hmm. well, I don't know what they're gonna do. I think that's my biggest worry is Millie Bobby Brown said that yeah. she's done after this season. She's like, I don't want to do anymore. They've offered. Yeah, more, apparently. totally fair. And she was like, I need to be, this needs to end. Yeah, good so for her. So they're like, cool, well, we'll make a cartoon then. And I know some of those other actors have worried about, like, where the, the are they going to have a career after Stranger Things? Like, 
You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. So that's, I hope so. Yeah. But they uh, were. But I don't know. That's kind of where we're at with that. Uh, it's not my favorite thing, but it is strange. Oh. <laughs> it's a and it's a thing. It is, it is a, thing, a thing for sure. Had to sneak a pun in there somewhere. <laughs> we'll end the podcast there. Uh, LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and Twitch under LJ the Paladin. And Shelly? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. Cool. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. I've posted a stupid amount, probably an annoying amount of pictures from my vacation. Um, some of them are pretty good shots, I think. They were, yes, I, I agree. They were really good pictures. Thank you. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. So, uh, you can find me find me there. I probably won't post for a while. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Need a break, but, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs> Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.